0: Hello and welcome to the Siffin' Teas and Hugging Trees podcast, where we, Joel and Leah Larabelle of High Garden Tea, will be having lighthearted conversations about different neighbors in nature and how we can welcome them into our daily lives. Each piece of our natural world that we better understand, the more we can bring the outdoors into our home and feel at home when outdoors today we both chose pine to be the star of the show and we'll be sharing some of our favorite things about this evergreen beauty with each other and any of you interested in this year-round friend medicine chess food source and much much more there's a lot of herbalism wild food foraging ecotherapy and fear fact checking in this episode and it makes for a dang good time all the while we'll be sipping on tea and would love for you to join us for a cup and be warned this one may lead to chronic and actual tree hugging The notes for this show can also be found on our website, www.highgardentea.com, and our $2 downloads. If you'd like this podcast and would like to support it, purchasing show notes or some of our wonderful herbal infusions or tea is really appreciated and helpful to keep us rolling these babies out. Not to mention, every purchase from our shop saves one square foot of forested land to help protect this home we all share. So grab a cup and let's get started. All right, today we're going to talk about pine. A dear old friend of mine (laughs) had to do it. Uh, This tree had to be one of the first we discussed on this podcast because not only is it simply amazing, but it's also really seasonally appropriate right now, dead of winter, cold as can be. In this room. In this room, yeah. We're in a 40 degree room right now, by the way. Long story. (laughs) Um, And it's a natural neighbor you can really rely on right now. Um, Well, anytime, that's what's super amazing about it. You can rely on it anytime, but it's nice to know of someone you can count on even in the coldest winter months to be there when you need them. And we actually both love pine so much that we have our own stories to share about it with each other and all of you today. I, Leah... I'm going to be sharing about pine's medicinal properties and how to prepare those, its personality, and a couple ecological fun facts.
1: And I, Joel, uh, am going to share a few ways to eat a pine tree. Uh, and I think the easiest way to just ID pine trees in general, and that's any tree in the Pinus genus, um, as opposed to the other conifers, and how to ID the poisonous, in quotes, ones. Uh, Yeah, just so you can feel more confident and comfortable when you're out in the woods or yard looking for your pine friends.
0: Yeah, and I'm just going to go on to say, when I do think of a pine tree, I can't help but think of that story, The Giving Tree. (laughs) Read it once, will never read it again. So freaking (laughs) sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's supposed to be a moral of like altruism and generosity, but all I see is that poor (laughs) stump with that dude sitting on it and that tree taking care of that little turd its whole life. (laughs) and
1: ungrateful little turd i know was that a pine tree
0: no it was an apple tree but honestly now that y'all learn about pine trees today you're going to find out yeah it would made more sense for it to be a pine tree anywho so it always has some sort of food
1: some fart of food
0: (laughs) so so it always has some form of food to offer all seasons All the time. All creatures come to pine to be fed for shelter, and pine forests are even really fast growing, so they're a very typical commercial forest that grows super quickly, cut, harvest again and again and they grow and they just keep coming to help and it's just it's this mm-hmm. tree that's always there for us and i don't know that we give it enough appreciation so we're going to today so now that i've officially bummed us all out uh, onward and upward hey,
1: good starting <laughs> spot
0: and so speaking of pines giving nature the fact that it has some type of food mm-hmm. year round for us humans amazing. is absolutely amazing so joel you're the one that spent a lot of time
1: i like eating pine
0: pining would Ah. you yeah would you share some edibility with us
1: yeah okay let's start with just i think the easiest way to id an actual pine tree because we're talking about pine trees we're not talking about all conifers and evergreen trees we're just talking about pine trees to be clear so any any tree that has needles that come out in clusters so not single needles on the branch like clusters of two three or five needles uh, coming out of little fascicles. Well, that's what the clusters are called. That's a pine tree. So it's coming and out it's of the, in the same spot. Genus. Yes. Okay. The clusters are coming out of the same spot. Yes. Um, that's a pine tree. Okay. Yeah. What's amazing is that the pine needles and the inner bark of a pine tree are all uh, edible and those are available to you all year round, which is amazing. Um, and we're going to talk a lot more about pine needle tea a little bit later. Um But let's just jump into how to eat the bark.
0: And let's go back to the needles for just a second. Not only, (laughs) not only does it make an amazing tea that's lemony and Mm -hmm. delicious and vitamin C rich, and I'm just going to geek out about it in a little while, but it also makes a beautiful kind of rosemary alternative. Around um, the holidays, we'll make uh, pine shortbreads, and so you just kind of gather fresh needles and chop them, and using those in baked goods Mm -hmm. is so. Mm delicious so Why i just
1: do we not have that right, right
0: now, now i don't know well we're sipping some bright lemony pine tea True. isn't that enough it yes is.
1: it is okay so before we get into talking about how to harvest the inner bark i uh, just gotta say please do not go out to a pine tree and and chop into it and hack at its bark uh just to harvest a little bit of this inner bark for a recreational snack uh i mean that is just the easiest way to hurt a tree uh, or possibly kill a tree because you open it up to fungal infections uh, and attackers and you really interrupt the flow of nutrients when you do that to a tree. So unless I am dying, unless I'm literally dying and laying on the ground next to a pine tree, and dying of starvation, that'd be the only time I carve into a pine tree.
0: Yeah. When you hear like eating the bark or harvesting the bark mm-hmm. for medicine, that does not mean the trunk. It means the branches that, because there's bark all over the tree. And if you um, get a little bit of branch, that's very different than carving into the trunk of a tree. Very, very, very different. And we're talking a size as small as three inches or more could actually begin the size death process. A
1: whole, like a, like a gash? Yeah, yeah, can
0: begin the death process of a tree. And a lot of people don't realize that because trees do things much more slowly. And so you think it's fine, and you may not witness what actually happens, but the process has begun once the fungal infection gets in. Um, again, yeah. we are just so, we're so- happy. On
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we just, but I mean, it's important. Uh, when we're talking your friends that way. Yeah, when we're talking about eating the bark, we just want to do it in a respectful way. And so mm-hmm. that would be... What Joel will tell you yeah. how to do.
1: and the inner So the inner bark is what we're talking about here. So not the outer, woody, quirky uh, bark. You know, you can't eat that. Uh, and you can't eat the wood of the tree, unless you're a termite. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about the inner bark, the cambium layer, which is the few millimeter thick, really fresh, live, light colored, uh, very supple bark in between the outer bark and the wood. Uh, It's an amazing source of vitamins, nutrients, uh, minerals, uh, even fiber. Um, So it's more of like in a survival situation. Uh, If if you're lost in a pine forest and you don't want to die, harvest a small branch. Uh, Or there was probably a storm recently, and there's probably a fresh branch that's been knocked over uh, in the storm. Uh, So you can harvest the inner bark off that. And what you want to do is just scrape off the outer woody, chunky bark Mm -hmm. and you'll see this bright light colored fresh inner bark and you can just carve that off carve that away from the wood of the tree or peel it off in strips it's very supple and peels off very easily and boy you can just eat that raw Mm -hmm. little fibrous (laughs) pretty tough to digest Mm -hmm. might hurt your stomach Mm -hmm. but if you got to do it Mm -hmm. you know you could do a little bit you could always chew it up and get some of the nutrients out of it and then spit it out Mm -hmm. You could boil it and make pine noodles. Yes. Uh, and that would
0: help break it down to be totally easier to digest. Absolutely, Make it
1: easier uh, to digest. And then uh, my favorite way is to uh, tear it into little strips and then saute it in a skillet with olive oil and salt and make some pine bark chips. Mm. Yeah, you shared those
0: really with tasty. me and they were really yummy.
1: Yeah, they're actually good. Um, they're definitely a little piney. Mm-hmm. A little bit resinous, but nice and mm, almost nutty. And you can also, uh, actually, if you like dry arosa inner bark, mm-hmm. you can grind it up and make a flower and mm-hmm. really easily use it when you're baking, adding it to other flowers. Mm-hmm. Very traditional way. Um, okay, then let's see, moving on into the springtime. Actually, the inner bark is better in the spring because mm-hmm. that's when all the sugars are flowing. So it might be a little tastier then. Um, also in the spring, you've got the male pine cones which are edible, those fresh little tiny so, pine cones.
0: Yeah, so how do you know it's a male? Are they all like sitting around watching football? Or how can you tell a male from a pe- uh. female pine cone?
1: <laughs> yes, most of them are, are watching football.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So
1: that's easy. Um, and they're tiny, and they're not the typical woody-looking pine cones that you would traditionally think of as pine cones. Those are the female cones, and those produce the seeds or the pine nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, And you get those in the fall. Mm -hmm. But the male pine cones are the little tiny knobs that produce all the pollen. So you can just eat the fresh cones, but you can also wait a little longer in the spring for them to start producing and releasing all their pine pollen. Mm -hmm. And so that's an amazing nutrient-dense, protein-dense, amino-acid-dense food
0: yeah i was looking that up when you were talking about Mm -hmm. pine pollen i was like really it's that i didn't realize it was that nutrient dense i'd always known it's medicinal properties and it was saying it hosted like protein calcium copper iron manganese magnesium potassium selenium zinc and over 20 (laughs) amino acids including all essential ones i Mm -hmm. mean come on
1: yeah it's amazing and it's super tasty too again kind of nutty kind of kind of piney Kind of polleny. Yeah, <laughs> you can really just harvest them when they're really popping the pollen off. Mm-hmm. Put them in a jar, shake them. the The pollen will kind of separate, and then you can sift out the pollen because that's the real gold-colored yeah. dust. Mm-hmm. Um, in the summer, you've still got the inner bark uh, and the pine needles. In the fall, like I said, you've got the um, pine nuts, uh, which all all pine trees produce pine nuts in the female cones, and they kind of mature in the fall. The they don't all pines don't make pine nuts that are actually big enough to make them really worth harvesting. But like the pinion pine does, that's probably the most famous uh, pine nut. Um, The white pine, eastern white pine is actually kind of generally regarded as the tastiest Mm. in all the departments. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's really easy to find uh, eastern white pine uh, because that has needles in, in clusters of five. So that one makes it pretty easy.
0: And if you can't gather that many nuts, it's not Mm -hmm. that big of a deal because, honestly, wild food is different than other foods. Mm -hmm. You don't really need that much at all to make a huge difference. Um, True. Because, Joel, you have that song. Joel is an amazing singer. Oh, thanks. Um, Eating pictures of food that I think of here. Because, like, often today, we're all stuffed, but we're still really hungry at the end of the day. Um, Our brains are packed. Our nervous systems are overloaded. Our tummies are full. But we're still tired, depleted, and nutrient deficient. And so there's mm-hmm. really no better remedy for this than going out and eating wild nutrient and spirit dense foods. Even one pine nut can fill you up in a way that an entire thing of like trail mix can't. There's just something so mm-hmm. spirit and just wholesome about it. I can't explain it. So when we talk about eating wild foods, don't be intimidated and be like, I can't make an entire dinner off of it. You don't have to just, oh. yeah, just one thing is, is really remarkable amen <laughs> i mean so that is all parts of it except the roots are the roots also edible the young
1: roots are oh cool the i mean everything. tiny young roots and the and the root bark on the, the thicker roots
0: yeah of and that's so that's probably like full of like sugars and stuff i'm guessing uh, oh, yeah. like and just oh, yeah. nutrients I mean, as well it's more her bark wow yeah so every single part of this offers food at mm-hmm. some point, all year long, mm-hmm. that's incredible. It's amazing, and to move on to that is like, yes, it's always offering food, and you know, hey, you let your food be your medicine, and medicine be your food, right? But it, the pine tree hosts so much powerful medicine, um, and I'm gonna start out by saying. We don't use plants and trees for medicine. We don't use each other and we don't use them. We call upon them, ask them for help. We work with them. And I may sound kind of cheesy or something, but honestly, just by changing the language, you change the relationship and it helps you feel at home outside among your natural friends. It's just like, hey, you use pine or hey, I work with pine this way. It's just a totally different way of being and feeling. On, if You just kept using me. Yeah, would <laughs> stick around for a while. <laughs> uh, so the needles, the first thing Joel was talking about, it is the super awesome thing about pine needle tea is it can be enjoyed by the whole family. Uh, you know, it's considered safe for all ages, and usually when a family, when somebody has a cold, you've all got a cold. And it's just this little pine needle and peppermint mixture can go a long way in the healing process because pine... It's, um, it's got these antibacterial properties. It's um, the pine needles, they have this um, pinene, and so it helps with the immune system. It has shikimic acid, so it's an antiviral. It's a respiratory system tonic, and so it just um, it helps with any type of respiratory issues mm-hmm. to battle the virus, to battle infection, and to help open up and expectorate and move anything that needs to move out and dry up even like post-nasal drips and stuff is incredible. Pine needle tea awesome. when, if someone has a respiratory issue it's really lovely. And to make the fresh pine needle tea all you need to do is gather some fresh needles about a tablespoon chopped per maybe 12 ounces of water. You're going to bring the Um, water and pine to a boil covered the whole time. So we keep that beautiful steam in, turn the heat off immediately when it gets to a boil and steep about five minutes strain and drink. It's that easy. It's so Mm -hmm. zesty and lemony and delicious with honey. It needs nothing else. It's incredible
1: or without honey
0: or without. Yeah. If you like it really tart. Um, absolutely. You can also make the tea with dried pine needles. Um, you just pour the boiled water over the dried needles, mm-hmm. cover again about a half a tablespoon of chopped dried needles for about 12 to 16 ounces of boiled water. Mm-hmm. Let it steep, let that steep a little longer, maybe 10 minutes, and enjoy. And this is really lovely. If you've got an acute situation where you're actively drippy and coffee and not feeling good, I would do maybe. Um, Eight ounces, maybe two or three times a day. This yeah. is really especially great if you've got like drippy sinuses and stuff.
1: And there's no need to make your pine needle tea crazy strong.
0: Mm-hmm. Tell us about that, Joel. I <laughs> like doing that in,
1: in general, and it's just it's just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. That that amount that Leah said of the of the pine needles is is the good amount.
0: Well, I had drank some of Joel's pine needle tea, <laughs> and it was amazing that it could make me my. Mouth salivate from the sourness, um, <laughs> yet it dried itself up from the astringency all Very at the balanced. same time. So trust me, you don't have to do a ton of this. It's Stick really powerful.
1: <laughs> moderate
0: doses. Yeah. And this. tea, what's really cool about it, it's also antifungal. And so it's really helpful mm. if you're trying to deal with like thrush or something. It's a fungal mm. issue, and you can use that as a gargle and a rinse to help take care of that thrush. And moving on, even more that you can do with pine needles is to breathe in the steam while you're drinking that tea. Absolutely Mm -hmm. breathe in that steam, and it helps open up the sinuses and so forth. But dried pine needles, you can just make a steam out of those. You bring water to boil on the Mm -hmm. stove, have a tablespoon or two of dried pine needles in a bowl, pour the boiled water over it and make that tape the tent with the towel yeah. over the we, back of your head. We talked about this a few yep. times. And breathe in that steam. Do it for about 5 minutes and you're going to need to be wiping your nose <laughs> on that towel cuz it really helps to battle infection and so forth and bring that congestion out. You can do it with fresh needles over the stove, but you aren't able to make that towel tent obviously over a hot <laughs> out oh, on the yeah. stove. <laughs> um and we did mention pine pollen, but to talk about their medic- the medicinal aspects of these, it's really kind of most famous as um, working with folks who um, have lower levels of testosterone mm-hmm. that have dropped uh, that's dropped ab- abnormally, and so it helps to bring a balance. It isn't hormonal replacement therapy. That's not what herbs do herbs um seek to help the body find balance so it also has been worked with for years for its like energy and stamina and so forth so it's it's a really powerful powerful medicinal the pollen yep. is you can um, make a tea from it daily you could do a tincture of it. Um, and in some traditional use, the pollen is just put under the tongue for this mm-hmm. property. And so that's, that's one way. And some people are like, what? Pine pollen? I'm not going to work with that. I'm super allergic to it. Maybe you are. Some people can be allergic to pine pollen. But I will just say this. It's a really large particle. And since it depends on the wind, it don't travel too far. Like these are big pollen pieces and so it doesn't go very far and it also has a waxy coating on its surface which does make it a minor allergy trigger um and though like i said a few folks are allergic to it when the pine is pollinating other trees that are way more significant allergens Mm -hmm. are also pollinating you just don't notice it like birch cedar oak and sycamore so a lot of times when you think you have a pine allergy you're actually allergic to one of those others I would be irresponsible if I didn't also go and talk about pine resin. And you've maybe heard of this called mm. like pine pitch. This stuff is so cool. And so it's kind of the trees vary on band aid. And so if it gets a wound or a cut, it will seep out this resin and it is amazing for wounds some people call it like amazing forest first aid Mm -hmm. because you can find a piece of the pitch and it's that oozy kind of stuff
1: it's amazingly sticky
0: yeah super sticky and you find one that's like semi-hard but still pliable and kind of put it into a flat form and put it over i mean we're talking it can be a cut it can be something you have had like a bite that's been irritated forever and just won't go away or something a splinter that won't come out you can put that over it i like to cover it with another bandage to make sure it stays on at least overnight or all day it will draw out properties it's anti-inflammatory it's antibacterial it makes the coolest and most effective all-in-one band-aid ever and that's the pine resin Now, you can make pine needle honey. Any of us can do it. Um, And so that recipe will be in this download. It's just basically putting some pine needles in a jar, covering it with honey, and putting some cheesecloth over the top to let the moisture escape, let it sit there for a couple weeks. And it's this beautifully infused honey. You can make pine needle tincture and tinctures, you know, soaking these needles in alcohol and pine needle vinegar, uh, working with vinegar instead of alcohol. Wait, I mean, all the your, stuff.
1: What's your favorite?
0: But my favorite. Oh. Uh huh. You knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew it was coming. It's a yummy pine needle oxymel. Mmm. So you take the fresh pine needles and you lightly pack a pint jar with them, kind of chopped up. You cover them with half apple cider vinegar and half honey, and you fill that all the way to the top of the jar. Put the lid on. Make sure it's a plastic lid or there's some wax paper or parchment paper between a metal lid and this because of the acidity uh, cause um, of can vinegar. cause corrosion. Oh. Yeah. Um, you shake it really well and let it all mix up. And shake it daily if you can, but let it sit and soak for about two weeks when you strain this you've got this beautiful herbal medicine that what seems like a soda substitute because you just add like an ounce of this to some sparkling water. Mm-hmm. And woo-hoo, it is good. <laughs> it's so yummy. And you can make as much or as little as you want, but it's just a really delicious. It's bringing all those beautiful medis- needle medicinal properties in this delicious beverage. But what may be the most fascinating of all this immune system benefit is that simply being near, I'm not kidding you, being near a pine tree, But obviously, ideally, you could be around more than just one and kind of a forest can boost your immune system for up to 30 days. We're talking a 15 minute hangout session with a pine tree or pine (laughs) trees can boost your immune system for a month. Uh. I know. Japanese research is really bringing forth some amazing forest facts because Uh they actually prescribe forest bathing.
1: Thank you.
0: Uh, Thank you. And um, so there's just really a lot of work on pines and Uh conifers in general. You stand straight up, breathe in deep and out fully. You really want to get this air into the lower lung. And this is being as Uh close to the pine tree as possible. And it's explained really well by, uh, Diana Beresford Kroger. She's a botanist, biomedical chemist and the author of an amazing book to speak for the trees. Mm -hmm. And so you breathe in and out for this 15 minutes, really focusing on the breath. Um, because what's happening is you're breathing in the chemistry from these pines and you'll be getting the alpha and the beta pinene going into your system. And these are chemicals that the trees release as a communication system because yes, trees communicate with one another and others they are released typically from these trees at temperatures above about 70 degrees. So it is, it doesn't work as well in a winter forest, but the moment it hits 70, it's on.
1: So it would not work in this room right now because I (laughs) think we're up to about 44 (laughs) degrees. Yeah.
0: So what happens is the pinene dissolves into your body because it is in an aerosol form that can be connected up into the body and latched into your immune system. Your immune system definitely recognizes and works with this chemical. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you'll get up to a 30-day immune system boost just from a 15-minute visit with a pine tree. That's and awesome. I mean, if that wasn't enough, the pinene also helps to stabilize your myelin sheath and mm-hmm. can help improve the ability to calmly concentrate. And so this is just really... Amazing stuff. And we're walking in this forest and we're receiving this from the pines. And I do just want to mention we're receiving so much from other plants mm-hmm. as well. And we know it. That's why you feel different when you come out of a mm-hmm. forest. But this just happens to be something that has been more researched. So we know specifically what a pine is doing. Um and Diana does go on to explain and I just have to mention something else that she talked about that just Mm -hmm. I think is beautiful and I had to share is that trees actually are very similar in chemistry to us they make serotonin (laughs) tryptamine like all the compounds for neural transmission they literally are living life forms that um that have neural transmission (laughs) that just happen to be able to clean the air regulate the temperature and make it rain (laughs) you know like all in a day's work and so just but power does come in number with these beauties forests make healthier trees and a healthier mm-hmm. world like trees literally need community to be the healthiest that they possibly can be
1: and we're going to talk a lot about, about that in, forest in future and all
0: episodes. yes as much as possible so, um, love to think that everyone listening is going to want to go and hang out with a pine and pick up some of its wisdom and gifts, but to take some of the fear out of it and more just mm. appreciation and respect. Let's really dive into identification because I know the first mm. thing when we started this, I was like, I don't know. just want to see when you Google something like, okay, if these people go Google, what's the first thing they're going to see? I swear when I Google like pine, it's like poisonous pines. Oh, That's the first thing that pops up. So let's just put that out there and put some minds okay. at ease.
1: Let's kind of wade through. Some of that, what I'm gonna call misinformation. Yeah, uh, that that shows up right away when you type in is pine. Is pine safe? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, there's a few trees that pop up when you type that in that come up as poisonous or toxic or dangerous or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main ones are ponderosa pine, sometimes lodgepole pine, the Norfolk Island pine, and the yew. Uh, Spoiler alert, the Norfolk Island Pine and the Yew aren't pine trees, aren't actual pine trees, but we'll talk more about that. And the Ponderosa Pine uh, and the Lodgepole Pine aren't, aren't even toxic to humans. So when you, when you dig in further, you, you see that, the, that those two pine trees could be toxic to cattle, or are toxic to cattle when they eat the fresh pine needles and are trying to have a baby.
0: Okay. So what you're telling me is if it's, if you are a cow mm -hmm. who's about to become or are pregnant
1: or thinking about, or thinking about
0: becoming pregnant, then you do need to beware of a ponderosa pine. But if you're a human listening to this, we're not, it's okay.
1: Uh, In in, in like regular doses, yes. I mean, I wouldn't go chug a bunch of it, you know, if you're pregnant or becoming, if you're a human and -hmm. are pregnant and planning on becoming pregnant. But you don't really want to do like huge doses of anything.
0: No, that's the thing. It's like at, with herbalism, with going out and eating natural foods, with anything that is in this natural world, you got to bring your common sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard of like, okay, say so let's say Yellow Doc. I'm going to pull that up. On its poor record, it has that it was lethal to one person. And when you dig in and see what happened, we're talking this person was drinking like gallons and doing God knows what else, but it was like, must've been the yellow dock. Well, who knows what it was? You don't drink drought gallons of tea of that a day and do whatever mm-hmm. else like that ain't, that's not yellow dock. So do everything at normal amounts. That's mm-hmm. it. Just smaller amounts. And like we'd said, that tablespoon, you know, well, you can look and see what a normal amount of something is. So that's why Joel keeps saying in normal amounts, use common sense.
1: And when something's toxic to cattle, That that does not, you know, directly translate to being toxic in humans. No, we we do not ferment our foods in our bellies. We have pretty different stomachs. We have one stomach. Pretty different systems. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So don't just take that. It does not translate, no. Um,
0: So all in all, that's it. When you hear ponderosa pine, uh, because it is a real pine, when it's poisonous, poisonous, toxic, whatever. And I also want to kind of jump onto that and say, let's go ahead and put that on. Pine has given us a beautiful lesson here and um, put that onto all herbs because, like, you'll see that an herb, you'll read about an herb and you'll see poisonous. That can mean a million different things from if you barely touch it or you touch it, that you might get a mild rash, all the way up to causes severe vomiting, all the way up to could cause death. But this one word blankets across all of that or or isn't even poisonous to humans is poisonous to cattle. So actually look deeper into what is meant by that one word, because for some reason, there's a lot of plant fear out there. And it just needs to be plant respect, respect, like mm-hmm. do a tiny bit of digging in mm-hmm. and you'll have your answer.
1: Mm mm-hmm. um, And so that leads us into the Norfolk Island Pine. Yes. Which, again, isn't a pine tree. It's not in the pinus genus. But so, it yet
0: pulls up when, but it always pulls up. Okay. Um, not even a pine. So that means it's not coming out in those clumps, uh,
1: not in clusters, not in clusters. No, the needles okay. are in clusters. Not even a pine. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's native from, uh, what? Norfolk Island, which is like by New Zealand. Okay. And so it's a tropical tree. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It looks super cool. Kind of like a, like if Dr. Seuss drew a cone of her, mm-hmm. check it out. Um, but it is toxic to dogs and cats what uh, it could make your dog vomit uh, and or depressed
0: So when That's we hear poisonous why that one pulls up it is makes your dog depressed yeah. and yet you see poisonous okay again yep. this is it this is the kind of stuff I'm talking yeah. about and okay. it's just
1: uh. It's a, what do they call it, like a living Christmas tree. So around mm-hmm. the holidays, a lot of people bring them into their homes. Okay. Uh, and I think the pets get hungry and nibble on them.
0: Get hung. So feed your I animal feed if them, you bring one of these into food. your home. <laughs>
1: um, So they don't nibble on your Norfolk pine.
0: Or they'll be depressed. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then uh, lastly, the U tree, Y-E-W. Um,
0: is this a pine?
1: It is not a pine oh tree. Gosh. Okay. It is in the Taxus uh, genus. Mm-hmm. Um, so so not. it is a conifer and it's an evergreen, but it's not a pine tree. <laughs> it's not a pine um, But this one will get you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, the that, <laughs>
1: Dogs, cats, peoples, <laughs> it'll get you. <ya. laughs> okay, uh, okay. Every every part of this tree uh, is fairly...
0: Like lethal, ser- get you?
1: Se- potentially.
0: There shows a nice spectrum of... This will make you real sick.
1: Yeah, this could this could really make you sick, and every part of it the needles, the the bark, the oh boy. Okay, it it does bury an easy way to tell a yew tree, and it's not the yew is more native to to like Europe, but we do have one that's native to our northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's not a pine tree, so it does not have clustered. Needles.
0: Okay. Well there's how you tell. So
1: that's pretty easy. It also has really, really dense uh foliage and the the branches typically are all the way to the ground, sometimes even touching the ground, where pine trees typically drop their lower branches. Mm-hmm. Um but the yew produces a really kind of bright red berry. Like and a bright a, red berry fruit that looks like a I think it looks like an olive. So like pine it has an does opening to that. it and a <laughs> yeah. pimento looking seed. About mm-hmm. to fall out. A pine does not make bright red berries. Mm-hmm. Um interestingly enough, the berry, it, the flesh of the berry isn't toxic, but the seed next to it uh is real bad. So
0: we'll just leave that alone for a hot second. Don't eat yeah. any part of the yew <laughs> tree
1: and make sure you can identify it.
0: Okay. Yeah, and it's not a pine. And it's not a pine. Thanks. And so. that's really helpful in a lot of ways and a lot of reasons. And so I think that just leaves me with the fact that a pine, again, if it's really a pine, these are safe beauties for humans. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, I would hate to leave this without talking about its personality because I really do. We were just saying that the DNA and how our chemistry is very similar. Trees have personalities and, um, a pine tree's personality that I personally have kind of found, but everybody has their own relationship with it. I find it to be very nurturing and protective, um, they provide year-round shelter, warmth, sustenance to so many creatures, including us, for as long as we know. I mean, trees have raised us from the beginning. Pine needles made our beds, housed our food stores, provide food and medicine when nothing much else can be found. I mean, that's that was a cure for scurvy. And you know what? Scurvy is freaking <laughs> Sc- serious. Scurvy
1: ain't no joke. <laughs> yeah,
0: like you bleed out of your skin <laughs> and the pine trees Teeth were fall there. Out, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. The pine trees were there. Like, hey, come here, mm-hmm. I got you. And so if you're looking to sit beside a wise elder that embodies comfort and a sense of, come here, I got you, you know, you may want to go sit next to a pine all the while improving your immune system. Mm -hmm. So definitely, um, just check this tree out, put it into your community, go out, say hello. You know, we talked about spirit medicine as far as food, just saying hello to a tree and extending your community and realizing that your family is much larger than just people you become much less lonely. You know, like the moment you're like, hey, I'm related to this, I'm related to that. That's a friend. That's someone I can call upon. Just your world gets so much bigger. And um, go out, make your own herbal magic with this beauty. Also, if you'd like to see what we do with it, yeah. you're welcome to try our In the Pines Herbal Blend. I think it's really awesome. Me too. Um, it's locally wildcrafted pine Wrapped around a blend of like peppermint Spearmint, juniper berries, cedar tips
1: moral. We're using white pine needles mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And locally wildcrafted by some forest farmers um, It's basically a little magical immunity potion From, I like to think of it as like Kind of tasting like it's from an enchanted forest
1: And, and also I gotta go back and say We're not using white oh pine needles Oh my
0: gosh, ah, thank sorry. you
1: Appreciating white pine needles, and thank we're you calling for, upon white pine needles. It's thank, so it's kind of hard to.
0: Thank you for doing that, and remember. I say like don't use this language, but I'm having to retrain my ears from I'd say twenty years of being trained with that word, so I mess up all the time. Thank you for doing that, yeah. Joel. And it's us. Hey, you work with it, like thank you. Yes, and and you can find it in our online shop highgardentea.com. And so we hope that this helps you bring the outdoors in and feel at home when outdoors and enjoy Mm. all your family out there and your life will be even richer. Till next time, this is Leah. This is Joel. And we're just sipping teas and hugging trees.
1: Bye. (laughs)